Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. That love of Christ is the love of God. It's in, it does what? Constrains us. Something inside me constrained me. And I listened to it. And instead of turning my back on them, and instead of crossing the street in the middle of the block, I went to meet them, reached my hand out to shake hands with them, did take their hand and shake hands with them and said to them, uh, I want you to know that I love you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Love, The Way to Victory by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. If any of the kin folks uh, did something wrong, well, I didn't slip up behind him, knock him in the head. But I would just make a mental note of it and mark him off of my list. I never speak to him again. I mean, they may be in the same room where I'm, but I'd ignore them. Or if I see them walking down the street, I may just cross the street in the middle of the block, keep from meeting them. Or when they come by, just turn my back on them and look in the store window, see? But now then I'm born again. And I really didn't know. I knew there's a change inside me, but I didn't know. I hadn't read that verse yet. Or if I had, it hadn't registered on me. That the love of God shed abroad in my spirit, in my heart, by the Holy Ghost. And so I just simply... Uh, Someone, kinfolk, did me wrong, and I just said to myself, see my mind not renewed with the word, and this is what gets people in trouble. I said, well, I'll give them the old treatment, just mark them off my list. Won't speak to them again, longest day I live. But a few days later, I saw them coming down the street. I was uptown. I saw them coming towards me. Now the thought flashed in my mind to give them the old treatment. I started to cross the street in the middle of the block, keep from meeting them. I thought about turning my back on him, but something in here rose up. No one told me to do it, but I just did it automatically. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, the love of Christ constraineth us. That love of Christ is the love of God. It's in it. it does what? Constrains us. Something inside me constrained me. And I listened to it. And instead of turning my back on them, and instead of crossing the street in the middle of the block, I went to meet them, reached my hand out to shake hands with them, did take their hand and shake hands with them, and said to them, uh, I want you to know that I love you. I'm speaking out of my heart, not my head. My head wanted to knock them in the head. <laughs> I'm not talking about the flesh. Paul said, I keep under my body. Now, some people think that just refers to sexual sins. Well, of course it refers to sexual sins. But that means other sins too. I keep under my body. That means you keep your tongue under and you don't go talking about somebody. And finding fault with people. And peddling uh, slander. And that means you keep the flesh under because in your body, you've still got that old nature, that old Adamic nature in your flesh. Your spirit's new. But your flesh won't say, you hit me, I'll hit you. You spit on me and I'll spit on you. 
I won't let you get by with that. And that's where carnal Christians are, you see, but we need to let the love of God constrain us. And so I said to this, this, this uh, relative, I want you to know that I love you. I want you to know that I'm praying for you. I want you to know that if it would help you any, I'd just get out on my knees right here on the sidewalk. See, right down main, town, main part of town. I'd just get on my knees here and kiss your feet. And you know, when I said that to that person, they started crying and knelt down, grabbed my hands, laid on it and said, pray for me. I mean, right on the street. Said, pray for me. My God, Ken, I need it. Well, they did. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Love never fails. Love never fails. I said, love never fails. You'll see that. We'll get to it eventually in that 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians, you remember. Love never fails. It's always victorious. Amen. Amen. And that love's been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. I remember when Dub had just gotten to the Lord and he was just a baby Christian. But I, <laughs> I remember that uh, we were there in Dallas holding a meeting and and I, I always took care of my mother's business and I'm, I'm preaching twice a day, teaching in the morning, preaching at night. And so uh, uh, he said, well, I'm going up there and I, I'll, I'll tend to it for you. You won't have to go. So he went up to McKinney, 32 miles north of Dallas and got into it. And uh, like to got whipped. I mean, it's a, if he had to change some, he, he would have whipped somebody because they really got on him, but he just said, well, I'll tell you one thing, you better be glad I'm not like I was because I'd already have you whipped. And they'd threaten to whip him, but said, if you do get on me, I'm gonna do my best to get you off of me and you just better pray that I won't hurt you in doing it. <laughs> so he come back and I said, well, did you tend to the business? No, I didn't get it tended to. I said, well, I will, you better not go up there, man, they'll, they'll get you. I said, no, they won't. And so I, I went up the day or two. Well, I got there. My, see, Grandpa was right about 90 and right at the point of death, and they're already squabbling, some of them over, about who's going to get what. And some of them always felt like, because I went to live with my grandparents on my mother's side when I was nine years old. My grandmother always called me her boy. And some of the rest of them was afraid I'm going to put in for a child's part of the estate, you see. And, and uh, so... Uh, I remember my aunt lived right next door, Aunt by marriage, so she called me out. And I'll tell you, she is just a ranting and a raving. And I never said a word. Never said a word, never even opened my mouth. I just on the inside of me said, thank God the love of God's in me, in me is bigger than the hatred that's in her. Amen. Hallelujah. And now, so she's just a ranting in the room, just a going on. I'll tell you, saying some awful things. And, and so she looked up at me suddenly and looked away and looked back again. And, and then her mouth was working, but she wasn't saying anything. <laughs> never said a word. I guess she saw the expression on my face of love. I never said a word. She grabbed my, knelt down on the ground grabbed my hand and laid it on her head and said, Ken, pray for me. Said, well, you know, we all need prayer. I said, yeah, I know it. <laughs> and just start praying. Love always wins. Amen. I said, love always wins. Amen. I said, love always wins. Amen. And that's our way. 
That's the way of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so then she called her husband. He came in, you know, and I knew, I knew what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about some of the rest of them. He's talking about what he's going to do. He's just feeling me out to see what I was going to do. And he said to me, you know, it's awful. Poor old dad laying there right at the point of death, just about to die and already squabbling about what's go, who's going to get what. In fact, he said, I'll tell you right now, I know this to be a fact, that some of the family have already, they're just ready. As soon as he's died, they're going to file suit and they're going to try to take everything away from your poor old mama. What are you going to do about it? I knew he is the one that's going to do it. Why, I said, I want you to know something. I've got to step a little closer. I've got some inside information. And I want you to know that I'm ready for it. You are? I said, yes, sir. I'm ready. I'll tell you, he's counting the chain. He said, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to see that Lily gets her part. Since Grandpa died, they jumped over backwards trying to get, you know, what do you want? Be sure you get your part. See, the inside information I had is greater he's in me than he is in them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, amen. Love always wins. Now notice, be ye kind one to another. Isn't that strange that the Holy Ghost, that God, the Holy Ghost, would have to write to a church and tell them to be kind to one another? Well, he knew folks are human then just like they are now. They let their flesh dominate them. They let their natural human reasoning dominate them, their minds. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted. Now, you can be that way because we just read from Ezekiel and from Jeremiah's prophecy that God said, I'll take that old stony heart out of you, put a new heart, new spirit in you. And it's tender-hearted. Amen, not hard-hearted, tender-hearted. Now notice, forgiving. See, God is love. And the scripture said, God said, I will not remember thine iniquities. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Love said, I'll not remember thine iniquities. Forgiving one another, even as God. We can forgive just as God forgives. Now, why can't we? Because the same kind of love that God is dwells in us. Hallelujah. See, he not only tells us to love one another, but he furnishes the love for us to love one another with. He's not talking about natural human love. Natural human love is selfish. Natural human love will turn to hatred overnight. Amen? But divine love is not selfish. It's not self-seeking. I remember a number of years ago, my wife and I, accepted the pastorate, actually June of 1939, little church there in North Texas. And we preached on Sunday there in the church and then went away to a convention, or I did at least. She stayed home because that was just a little, a little bit, about three months before Ken was born. And so uh, then we preached the second Sunday there of June 1939, this pastor. And on Monday then started getting what few belongings we had moving into the parsonage. 
you know, they had their little parsonage there. We're talking about 1939, late depression days, you know. Nobody had much. Uh, we had one chair and one apple box to sit on. You know, they had a, a wooden apple crates. My wife sat in the chair and I sat on the apple box to eat. Yeah. And we put out, you know, what little bit we had. One or two uh, plates that was cracked and I think a fork or two. And we didn't have much. Didn't take long to unpack it, really. <laughs> Amen. And uh, that's the way we got started. Some folks want to start on top, but you don't do that. You start climbing the ladder on the bottom rung and climb up. If you're not willing to do that, you'll never make it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Love and Inspiration Package. The book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, The Way to Victory, and the four-CD series by Ken Hagan, The God Kind of Love. Both dynamic resources for just $29.95. That's $14 off the retail price. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. For you in Oklahoma City area, don't forget... Northwest Expressway. 8921 Northwest Rama, Rama Bible Church, Oklahoma City. Come on out and be with us on Sunday. Enjoy the weekend and come and yes. enjoy us Sunday morning on Sunday night at 6 p.m. That's right. Make plans now to join us here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma this February 17th through 22nd for Winter Bible Seminar 2013. Powerful teaching, dynamic worship, plus much more. Get all the details now online today at rhema.org. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Love, the Way to Victory. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.